And if you had a party. Good morning. Welcome to 22 to Catch 22. My personal Catch 22, your personal Catch 22. We're all together in this whirlwind of a life that we call, I don't know what we call, professionalism. Um, so 22 is about 22 minutes or so of me babbling along, cursing at traffic, and you are the um, passive bystander, I suppose, right? Yes, it's what a one-man show would be if you're listening to it, I guess, I don't know. Um, man, I gotta say, I don't... I don't get the fucking YouTube. Kids just like go on YouTube binges. They're not TV shows at all. They just they'll just watch videos of people who make YouTube videos. Maybe I'm in the wrong business, quote unquote business. I'm not in business, but maybe I'm in the wrong medium. Uh, I will say this though. I do go down a YouTube hole occasionally. It'll be like I watch old Letterman. Old Johnny Carson. I didn't. I was too young for Carson, but I watched old Johnny Carson clips. I'll do old Letterman clips, some stand-up stuff. Rodney Dangerfield's a, uh, a favorite. Don Rickles is a favorite. Um, all the old timers that you can't find that don't have specials on Netflix. You know, I'll go down that route occasionally. This weekend, I went down another favorite, and it was '80s theme songs, which. I mean, there are some fucking powerhouses out there. I mean, we did everything. The Hogan Family, which is good, but not great. Uh, family Ties, same thing. Good, but not great. Classics. Growing Pains, which is great. And Growing Pains is a new one, like, every year. So we watched, like, three of three Growing Pains uh, theme songs. The first one, like, the first season, not great. The last season, fantastic. Yeah, Leo DiCaprio is in there. Uh, makes his appearance. Alan Thick, legendary Alan Thick. Rest in peace. Um, and then there's like the, the Shining Standards, which are the best one of all time, in my opinion, is Perfect Strangers. I don't think there's anything better than that. It's everything. It's 80s cheese. It's Bronson Pinchot and Marklin Baker. You can't beat it. And that's another thing about these uh, these theme songs. It's not just the music. The tunes are great. <laughs> the tunes are great. I, yeah, that was... Yeah. All right, I'm sticking by it. said it. I'm not taking it back. The tunes are great. Uh, and then the visual representation of the characters. I mean, it's just brilliant. And the best one... The best one, which I don't think we realized was the best one until this weekend, is Golden Girls. The, the number one theme song of all time. Um... I stood by Perfect Strangers for a long time as number one, and still 1A to me, but Golden Girls might take that crown. It's amazing these theme songs have been around for 40 years, and just now... Oh, Cheers is up there. We didn't watch Cheers, but Cheers is almost, like, too good. Cheers is, like, art compared to these. There's a certain... There's a certain uh, aesthetic to an 80s theme song, and Cheers... Cheers is great, and it's a great... It literally is a great song. And the visuals are fantastic. And the fact they all lead, they all started like there was always like in Cheers there was always like just one quick scene that was just a joke. It was just whatever joke they can get. So you know, ten seasons or eight seasons, whatever it was, 
every episode there's a joke and then right into the theme, right into the theme song. But that's that theme song is closer to art than anything. It's it's almost too good to be in this conversation. Um, Perfect Strangers I stood by for a long time. It's I mean it's just it's beautiful, it really is. But the Golden Girls, the music is great. It's short. B. Arthur owns owns the fucking theme song. I mean she they they just they just use like her scenes in the theme song. It's phenomenal. Little things here, you know, throwing her arm. They they drop a beat. It goes boom, boom, boom. One, two, three, and it's it's B. Arthur, and two of the I forget what the third one is, but two of the three. They switch it up because there's two theme songs for the Golden Girls. They switch up that third drop, that third beat, but the first two is all B. Arthur. It's beautiful. She's great. I got to find her. I was looking forward to the other day. Her roast of Pamela Anderson. When she said. uh I don't know why I'm up here. I just came here to try and fuck John Stamos. That was pretty great. B. Arthur, a legend. Another legend. Rest in peace, B. Arthur. Uh, yeah. There you go. That was my. That was one of my. That was one of my uh, highlights of the weekend, right there. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, before I get before I get on for the day, let's little, little tidbit for you. Just reminds you we're at war. Let's get serious for 10 seconds here. We're at war with Syria. At war in Syria, in Afghanistan, in Iraq. We have growing tensions with Iran and maybe even Venezuela. We don't have a secretary of defense in this country. So, happy happy Wednesday to you. Um, now on to the fun stuff. I have a pretty good day planned as far as the workday goes. After work, okay, because that's not the good part. The good, the good part starts at 4 o'clock. Uh, our boss is having a happy hour, which we've never... I mean, we have happy hours, I don't know, maybe once a year. So this is a, this is new. Um, so and we get out early for this. Like, if I do a happy hour, it's 5 o'clock. This guy's married with, you know, three daughters. He's not trying... He's not trying... He's trying to leave work early because his wife expects him home at a certain time. So he's like, "Look, no, I gotta. If I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna go home half cocked, I gotta get, I gotta start early. So four o'clock, we're gonna go over there, have a couple beers, then I'm going to Yankee, then I'm going to the Yankee game. My cousins, uh, my uncle, uh, got tickets, and I'll be on the train to Yankee Stadium, go right to the Bronx. I uh, have a couple more on the train, watch the Yanks and the Mariners. Hopefully, it's not like last night's game. Well, last night's game was great." Um, it was a relatively quick game, but there was an hour or something rain delay. So, I mean, I was asleep on the couch um, during the rain delay. Watched the end when I woke up. Great comeback. I mean, what the Yank? You can turn on any sports radio show and just you're gonna hear you're gonna hear guys singing their praises. What the Yankees have been able to do this season so far is incredible. With half their team. Um, on the injured list. But last night it was, uh, they're down 4-2 going to the ninth inning. Gio Urshela hits a bomb, who is the backup third baseman. Miguel Andujar's back. Came back back in cleanup last night. Not ready to start back in cleanup yet, but besides the point. Again, they're doing, <laughs> I'd like to give Boone some credit here, but they do a lot of it despite Boone being an idiot. So, 
Oh boy, this guy, I mean, this guy just used the merge lane. He was in the right lane, used the merge lane, which is maybe, I don't know, a tenth of a mile long. Use it to bail out and burn this Jeep on the right. All right, whatever. So Urshela goes deep. It's a bomb to center field. This guy is in there for his defense. It's a fucking bomb to center field to tie the game up. Um, Cameron Maben gets on base, who is they. He was always a good ball player, fast, you know, a little shaky with the bat, but good, deep, good defensive outfielder. Uh, but somehow, just on the scrap heap from Cleveland. Yankees picked him up, base it through the hole on the right side, gets over DJ LeMayu, drives DJ LeMayu, who came in to be like a utility man. Now he's an everyday player, who's a very good everyday player, by the way. I don't know. This guy should be playing everyday somewhere. Um, you hope that when the Yankees are full strength that he's not playing everyday, it doesn't hurt him. That's my main concern with a guy like that who's used to playing everyday, who we see playing everyday, who's excelling playing everyday. He's batting like 320. Uh, he just does everything right. You plug him in anywhere, and you just hope when he has like two, three days off a week, once everybody's healthy, I mean, you hope. I hope they find a place for him every day. That's what I hope. Uh, but you hope that he doesn't. Those extra days off don't kind of fuck with his uh, rhythm. That's the only thing with a guy like that. You hope that that doesn't come to be. So that's my day. So I'm. All that means is tomorrow's cast is going to be a shitty cast. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to get home until one o'clock in the morning. Maybe I get to watch the end of uh, the what games tonight. Uh, Warriors and Rockets, game five tonight. So maybe I'll get the end of, watch the end of that. Celtics, Bucks before that. Celtics uh, looking to stave off elimination. I just don't like Kyrie's attitude, man. I, I heard he was the favorite to come to the Nets yesterday. Vegas has him as the favorite. I don't buy that. I just, I don't really, I don't like that attitude. I really don't like that attitude. He just seems like he's got an excuse, and he's got just, he's just, he's brilliant on the basketball court. Fucking brilliant on the court. But his attitude's just a little shaky. He had his whole thing with LeBron, then he comes over to Boston, and his whole thing, you know, going back to LeBron this year, and being like, oh, I'm sorry, and then I can't, you know, these young guys, these young guys who were on his team, whatever, I'm not, I don't want to get into that whole thing, I just... It, it, saying, you know, saying who cares. And who knows? It could just be him, after bad performance, just trying to move on to the next game. You know what I mean? I don't know. But just saying stuff like who cares, it rubs me the wrong way. Not everybody can be Jordan. I know that. Not everybody can be Jordan. Nobody's Jordan. Nobody's ever Jordan. Even the best players of this generation are Jordan. Kobe tried to be Jordan. And he wasn't Jordan because he didn't have everything else that Jordan had. He was Jordan with an ad- the attitude, um, but he couldn't, you know, he couldn't be Jordan all the time. He, you know, he was as close mentally, carried himself like Jordan. Nobody does that anymore. Another highlight from this weekend was uh, a bunch, you know, a couple of friends over, a bunch of my family's over, a couple of friends tagged along. On their way out the door, my friends are going, uh, yeah, don't forget. They're taking separate cars over. They don't forget. Uh, call me. Uh, let me know what you want to do for the lottery. I said, what the fuck did you just say? They said, oh, we're going to get together for the lottery. I said, the, the NBA draft lottery? You guys going to get together for that? I said, yeah. I said, we're Knicks fans. It's really all we got. I'm like, all right. But that's fucking pathetic. Don't be getting together for the lottery. Don't do that. 
I mean, the draft, I, the draft just happened. NFL draft just happened. I wouldn't get together with people for the draft. Like if I, I remember when I was pre-married, pre-kids, I'd get together with people, have a drink. It just happened like the NBA draft was on. But you don't like, you don't make plans around this kind of stuff. Don't do that. That's pathetic. So I can't wait to bust their ball. And I just looked it up. It's not until next week. I think it's a week from yesterday, a week from today. Dude, I'm going to tease you. I'm going to tease you. You're a real motherfucker. You know that? You're a real mother... Ah, oh, you fucking coos. Fuck you. Man, I tried to pass this asshole on the fucking right because she was going too slow. Then she fucking sped up just to fuck with me. And then as I'm... Pa- and then as she's passing me, fixing her mirror like a real bukiak. Jesus Christ. Fucking snotty look on her face. Lips pursed up. Ugh. Fuck you. <laughs> Wonder what she's doing for the draft. For the draft lottery. Jesus, that's fucking pathetic. Uh, so next weekend is the Preakness, and uh, this weekend's Mother's Day. There you go. Little note. Little note to yourself. This weekend's Mother's Day. Don't forget. Oh, get a card. Get some flowers for the moms in your life. Um, I'll be new. Yeah, I'm going to New York for Mother's Day. See my uh, see my in-laws. So there's everybody's a, every woman's a mother there. So it's you know. My wife said, you, it might be raining on Sunday, so you have to make brunch for all of us. What the fuck does that mean? I don't, no, that's not what that means. Rain doesn't... Do the cooks not show up to the restaurants? It sounds like to me like there's just nobody's making any moves uh, in New York as far as making reservations, which I'm sure is probably too late at this point anyway, but, you know... Uh, so, it's, oh, you have to, you're going to have to... You, you know, she said, you guys are going to have to make us brunch and you guys is not you guys you guys is me so I mean I think I don't know I think I'm fucked uh, I think I'm gonna be busy on, on Sunday <laughs> hungover kids screaming and I'm gonna be cooking so yeah looking forward to it. and then next weekend looking more forward to because these days Mother's Day I'm not a big Father's Day guy I'm not a big Father's Day guy because I'm a father and yet I'm doing all the, again, doing all the fucking work. Uh, driving to see, you know, my father-in-law and so it's fucking mayhem. And I'm up and then, again, I just, I happen to be an early riser whether I'm drinking or not. I just happen to be an early riser and then everybody's fucking sleeping on Father's Day and I'm up with the kids yelling and screaming in my fucking, in my ear. This doesn't seem like Father's Day to me. This seems, this seems like... I don't know, give the kids methamphetamine day or something. And why is everybody still fucking sleeping? Why did everybody take CBD oils last night and took another hit at 7 o'clock this morning and is still out? And I'm here, you know... No, that's why I'm not a big fan of these days because they're not really... They, nothing's ever about what it's about. At least when it comes to me. It's Father's Day, but somehow I get to shaft. I'll enjoy my first actual Father's Day when if I'm lucky enough to make it to 77 years old. Oh, wow, wow, yeah, what do you want to do today? Yeah, thanks. Uh, waiting fucking 50 years for this, 57 years, to be asked what I want to do on Father's Day. Uh, so, yeah, I'll get there, 77. It's right around the corner. 
Uh, so next weekend, all right, so there you go, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Uh, <laughs> uh, next weekend is the Preakness, and it's not looking good. It's not looking good because Maximum Security looks like they're going to be out, and they're a good, as good a horse as they should have been in the field. They're looking good for interest, looking good for me, because I, like I like when these races have a little intrigue in them, and I like that Country House one. I like that there was a fucking incredible long shot that comes in. I like to see the big numbers on the board. I don't like... I don't like to see these favorites come in. I hate the fucking favorites. Why? Because the payouts are shitty. That's why. And what's the fucking point of betting on the horses? If you're just, I know people can make money on the favorites. I'm not. I'm not one of these people who's bet, who bets enough to make money on the favorites. I bet. I take small wagers on big shots, and hope they hit. And uh, so, country house is out, and it only hurts interest because you know, for the first time in in, man, I don't even remember the last time this happened. I think it maybe maybe happened at the Belmont a couple years ago. Where uh, a horse had won, I think it happened at the Belmont. A horse had won the Derby and the Preakness, and a horse. This might be like ten years ago, and it had to pull out at the Belmont um, for for whatever injury it might have been. Uh, done an Alpha Fee sticker on a car. There you go. I know some of my listeners um, know an Alpha Fee or two. I just saw a sticker. I'll go Kia that car later. It's a little uh, a little Kia something or other. Uh, I'll go key it later. I'm going to be back home. There you go. Uh, so Preakness. Oh, you know, I just I wanted to open up with this. This is fucking depressing. We had a meeting yesterday at work. All hands on deck type meeting, whatever. And we do this every six months or quarter. I don't know. We do it every once in a while. And all the directors and VPs get up, get up there and have a few things to say about performance, blah, blah, blah. It literally has nothing to do with me. I mean, it does, because we're all on the same team, and team player, etc. And of course, of course, as the company goes, I go. I mean, I need them to perform well, because if they don't, then I'm out of a job. So, yeah, keep up the good work, everybody, because if you don't, my job is meaningless and shit. So, um, but they're all sitting there, they're all talking, it's all like inside jokes between directors and stuff like that, and I'm not putting my fucking blicker on, and, uh, Inside jokes, and everybody's laughing. It's like a handful of people are laughing all this bullshit. And it's like, ah, oh, it's fucking great. I'm glad you guys are having a good time. I mean, whatever. I'm not doing work. I'm just here listening and, uh, you know, watching you guys, uh, whatever, do your thing, go over your numbers and stuff like that. And there was something that they were talking about. And they were talking about this, this guy who, I don't think he was there, but... There was some, there's like one bullet point on one of the slides because, of course, I mean, information like this can only be relayed to us through a, a present, a, a PowerPoint presentation. Because, uh, I mean, uh, what could be more exciting and thrilling than a PowerPoint presentation with bullet points, um, color coded bullet points? So, or something about some performance or some delivery of some service or something. And this guy, and this guy had said, and the person was relaying, and said he, and he said he was just happy he could see this before he died. Look, man, you want to see like the Eiffel Tower? You want to spend a week in Rome? You want to, you know, kiss the Pope's ring, see the Grand Canyon, maybe go to go to a World Series game, maybe I don't know, kiss the Stanley Cup, go to the Masters. These are things you want to do before you die, man. I don't want to see uh, some app perform well. That is not on my fucking bucket list. Fuck, that was so goddamn depressing. When, Jesus, man, I know you're doing hard work. I know, you know, a lot of your life, especially people who are above me, 
a lot of their life is tied up in this work. But still, I mean, what's the old saying? You know, you you, li- you don't live to work, you work to live, right? Something like that. That's kind of, you know, that's, come on, man. Let's be, let's not, there's not one thing that work can do that I'd be like, well, thank God I saw that before I died. I'm not going to be on my deathbed. I, there's no scenario where I'm on my deathbed saying, unless it's like a company that I own, unless it's something that I built, right? That's that's a much different scenario. Um, there is no real thing that could happen at work where I am thanking the good Lord. Fuck that shit, man. God damn, I wanted to, I wish I knew who that guy was. And somebody even had to raise their arms up and be like, he's not actually dead. That's what I thought for a second. I'm glad you said that because for a second I thought this guy fucking died and his dying wish was to see whatever performance on this fucking... whatever the fuck it was. I don't even remember what it was. That's how unimportant and, you know, just minuscule and uh, any kind of meaning <laughs> this thing was. Uh, okay, let's go. Anything else left for the day? Tomorrow's show is going to be shit. So I'll save that for tomorrow, hopefully. Um, if I need something to talk about, I could go in on that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a Yankee game tonight. Not looking forward. I mean, not a good matchup tonight. Loisica came up. I'll pitch three. You know, I mean, there's this kid at work, and he's a nice enough kid. I know I've mentioned him before. He's, like, very, very happy to be a millennial. And old like he'll he brags about not seeing Back to the Future and like the Terminator and shit like that. Like, it's not like just watch a fucking watch a movie. Like I know I, I'm not, I haven't seen every fucking movie that's ever been made that I need to see. But don't be bragging about movies you haven't seen. That just makes like come on, man. Uh, but anyway, every anytime the Yankees make a fucking move, he's got to come over to me and mention it that they made a move. Oh, you hear? Oh, they picked. Oh, they waiver claim or some shit. Like all right, buddy. All right. Let's go, Yanks. <laughs> anyway, great fucking day. I'm out of here. Got to go catch this train. Um, look for me on TV tonight. Hopefully I don't get kicked out, um, as I've been wanting to do at a game occasionally. But I, will, I don't never get close enough to the Yankee game to get kicked out, so I should be okay. All right. Don't take any shit from anybody, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning very groggily and with nothing to talk about. I promise. Take care.